The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good morning, one and all. Yes, another beautiful Saturday in the city of Hamilton as we talk about the biggest real estate stories in and around our area. And there is no shortage of news to talk about on the show. We're going to get to a host of things, including... Where are the hottest markets in Canada right now? That's right. There are still some hot markets out there. We'll talk about rent control and whether or not the provincial government should bring that back to new apartment units. We'll talk about some concerns among many homeowners in this country about renewals. You know, their mortgage is up for renewal. They're seeing interest rates climb up and up and up, and they are stressed out. Speaking of stressed out, many Canadians are just that when they're looking at the current market. To begin the day, and I know we're going to get to a bunch of stats as well. Rob, how is your week gone? It's uh, it's been pretty busy. I, I'm I'm back from a, a training from last week uh, that, that I went to Atlanta uh, with with uh, real estate. I had 17 agents from our team uh, show up. I said that last week. So, and I've been super busy this week. Just every minute of my day has been occupied from appointments, just to do lists, everything, just catching up. Cause I had, I was away quite a bit this month. I was in uh, Calgary, Vancouver, Montreal, and Atlanta. And uh, I've never traveled so much in <laughs> one month. And it was, it, it, it took a toll uh, like in a way that uh, a lot of things, you know, like a lot of my to-do stuff just piled up and I can see the difference in my book that I do of uh, to-dos. You can see the pages are, are full and I'm going to the next page of, of the day to just to fill it up, but I'll, I, I should be all caught up by next week. But, but otherwise it's, it's, uh, it's been great. Um, and I know there's, uh, what's happening in the marketplace right now. We know there's a lot of, uh, expired listings that are happening. A lot of people are frustrated and, uh, a lot of listings are coming up and either they're canceling or they're, uh, or they're, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, re relisting maybe with somebody else or not, but I'm going to give you a story. So I have these two gentlemen, they're brothers and, and they, and they lost their one brother, I think a year ago. And, uh, we put up their house up for sale and, uh, about four months ago, five, four, four and a half months ago, uh, they asked me for a letter of opinion. And I, at the time I said that it was, it was a bungalow, uh, two, uh, 2000 square foot bungalow. And I said to them, I go, listen, right now, the value of this property, I would put it up for sale for 850,000. That's what I put it at. So, uh, and you know, so that's what the value was at that moment, at that time. Now we put up the house for sale a week ago and I said to them, listen, you know, the market's changed, <laughs> you know, like, like that was based on that number, but they don't remember that it's that time. They, they, they look at that number, but today's time. So I said, I, I think you're too high at 850 right now. I think you have to be at 800, and I think we're pushing it at 800. And uh, and there, and the one brother is like oh, he understands, and the other brother is just not having anything to do with it. So I finally said to them, I convinced them, let's list it at uh, 800, 799.9. We did, and then we uh, we had some showings, and and uh, and the house needs updating too. It's a nice bungalow, but it needs updating. It was built in the 90s, so uh, we're getting showings. We get 
two offers that come in, both offers identical at 750. Hmm. And one was conditional, one was cash. And the conditional one, we tried to push up and the brothers are going, no way, we want more money. I understand. But that's where the value was. And because if you got two offers in competition, they're both coming in at the same price. Guess what? That's what, where, where the market is. So I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I try to work with the cash offer and, uh, and talk to them. And I, and I said, you know what? They're not going to go with the 750. You're going to have to come up uh, higher. And she goes, uh, well, Rob, I don't think uh, my people want to come up higher than uh, six, uh, sorry, 760. And I go, you know what? You can try it. I'll see what happens. Just give it to me. Make it good till tomorrow. The other people, they're not coming up anymore. Next day comes along. I talk to the brother and he goes, he goes, Rob, we need 780. Otherwise we're going to hold on and wait and wait. And that could be, that could be a bad situation for them. You know what I mean? Because as time's going on, we know housing prices are adjusting. So, but what, what this lady said to me prior, as she's putting the offer in the agent, she goes, my people really love this house. It's the right house for them. And uh, they want it. So I remembered that. So now this is where the experience comes in. So, uh, because I know I go, this person wants this house more than you, than I could imagine. Mm -hmm. So I go to her like this. I said to her, look, you want this house? It's going to be 780. They're willing to see, say goodbye to you and wait for somebody else to come in at 780 and they'll probably get it. Now I'm, I'm giving enthusiasm saying there's no other bungalow out there right now that has 2000 square feet and it's got this size lot and this, this, and this. And I said, so if you want this, it's going to be 780 or you're just going to have to keep looking. Right. And then, uh, she calls me back, uh, 10 minutes later, we'll go to 780 cash. <laughs> See that? Wow. And I knew that. And I knew that. So, and I knew they were willing to pay more because I could tell in her tone of voice, right. her tone. So we got 780. We sold it for uh, 780 cash. It's a firm deal now. My clients are super happy. Uh, and uh, we're off to the races. And see, it just, you know, in this market, you can negotiate. You can be like, you just got to know what to do. You've got to know the the tonality of the person that's coming in on the other side and that's where that's where you know like sometimes uh a lot of experience comes into effect but uh but yeah that's i i feel that was a very successful story a very uh a, a success on uh on our on our part uh, for our client uh, the seller so if you are uh, buying yeah. or selling a home and you want to, um, you know, to, uh, get a hold of that experience on your side, you got to call the Golfie team, the number one REMAX team in Canada, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com, robgolfie.com. Uh, they're also all over social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, you can find them and uh, some awesome listings in town. Um, the, trying to time the market in this kind of market is rather difficult. And I say that because that's basically what Lou Periano, the president of the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, has said in the October 2022 statistics report, saying the danger for both buyers and sellers can be trying to time the market. How tricky is that nowadays? It, it, it is very tricky. My, my, formula is you buy when interest rates are high and you sell when interest rates are low. And that's, and, and when interest rates are low, housing prices climb. 
when interest rates are high, uh, housing prices decline. So that's really how you should, as, as an investor, that's how you should do it. Now, if you're buying and selling in the same market, it doesn't matter because it balances out. But the way the, the market's going right now, it is adjusting itself. And, um, but people are still buying. Like we're, 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 we're having a pretty decent month. Uh, we had a pretty good month in October and, uh, we're pretty, you know, like, I mean, we're not doing the numbers we did last year. Nobody is. Um, but we're doing better than what the real estate board average is like in Hamilton right now. Like if you looked at October, uh, of 2021 versus October of this year, uh, the average sale price is down 10%. And, but but we're down 43% in unit numbers sold. So, um, you know, but, but if you bought, again, if you bought somewhere between January, February, and March, uh, you, or even April, uh, April, you paid a pretty hefty buck for your house. You may have to sit in it for two or three years longer than, uh, you know, than if you want, wanted to, just because of the fact you got to wait till inflation catches up to it in the average sale price. Now in Burlington, uh, average sale price is down 4% from October of last year versus October of this year. And unit numbers, they're down 32%. Now, Burlington's part, I always, Burlington's part of the GTHA. Like they're, you know I mean? Like that's, you know, they're, they're expensive homes there. It's, it's more, um, so I think their recovery will be a lot better than in, in other areas uh, past going over the Skyway Bridge. Uh, like, look, they were only down 4%. Again, if they bought in between, like, you know, from uh, January to uh, April uh, or even up to June, the, the numbers were pretty high. I mean, the highest they were at in January was, uh, or February, is uh, three, almost 3.4 million. Now they're at 1,115,000. But, uh, but again, you know what, everybody's, everybody's going through the pain of that. And there's some people that are going through the pain uh, they put their house on the market. No, they, they bought a house firm and they waited three months to put their house up for sale. Boy, they got a double whammy. Not only did they pay high, but they're selling a lot lower. There's a big gap there and some people don't qualify for mortgages. So, so those people should have reacted quicker in putting their house up for sale. They shouldn't have uh, waited, but nobody thinks that the market's going to change that much. But uh, I knew the market was going to change and that's why uh, it, it depends on who you use. Now in Niagara, uh, we're only down 5% from la- last year of October versus October this year, but, uh, but unit numbers, 49% uh, down uh, from the amount of homes sold. But, but if you look at this, Rick, uh, in September, the average sale price in Niagara is 687,000. Well, in October, the average sale price is 730,000. Mm-hmm. So the, like it, it like, that's crazy. It's gone up month over month in average sale price just in those two months. So I'm not sure why, uh, the reason for that, but Niagara is still an affordable area. And I think that's a lot of GTA buyers are coming out that way. And I know that because we've got a lot of listings out in, uh, in Niagara and, and most of the people that are coming in with offers are, are Toronto agents with their Toronto buyers. So, and then Brantford uh, also 8% down from October last year and down 52% in unit numbers uh, from October of last year. So it's, uh, it's hard to uh, figure out what the market's going to be, but, uh, 
but that's how it goes in this world. It has been an interesting ride in 2022. I do want to ask Rob about average days on market when we come back here on the Gulfie Real Estate Show. We're also going to get into how many Canadians are stressed out about the market. We'll also talk about mortgage renewals and the impact that's having on housing these days. This is the Gulfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home this is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. So is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfy team. Check them out online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call them today at 905 575 7700. You will be calling the first real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. That's the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. Find them on Social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. We will address it on a future program. What ask you about average days on market? We're seeing, you know, sales go down. The Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, year over year in October, uh, this year compared to last year, sales are down about 41%. 756 sales last month. There were 1,557 new listings. That's up 13% year over year. Inventory is up 192% year over year. There's now 2,348 homes on the market. The average days on market is up 142% year over year to 30.5 days, so about 31 days, so about a month is does that number tell you anything in terms of how the market is doing yeah it, it is uh you know and those are the houses that have sold so those are the houses that have priced right right but the but the inventory has climbed and also days on market has climbed i mean we're used to seeing uh, a year ago inventory you know less than a week uh of inventory that was available and in some in some cases uh like, I mean, houses were all in multiple offers last year uh, as of October. But um, it, this is good for a buyer. There are some good deals out there. Um, it, 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 the balance is becoming very off balance, like a buyer's market more. And, and they're taking advantage of this market no matter what. I mean, the house has to be, in this market, the house has to be absolutely gorgeous, model home style, like just everything. And, and they'll get top dollar and they'll probably get multiple offers. But in this market, it's a, a lot of opportunities for buyers. Uh, they got time to uh, look at the house. They got time to get home inspections done. And now we're starting to see a lot of houses. They, they, they get sold. They do the home inspections and they're, and, uh, and they're back, on, uh, back on the market based on home inspections didn't pass. 
homeowner is going to have to do some repairs uh, if he wants to sell that house because uh, there's some issues going on. So, um, yeah, like it's uh, it's it's totally different. Yeah. And uh, and I think it's going to be like this uh, for a bit uh, next year. Um, you know, they always say, you know, that there's a recession coming and chances are probably uh, there will be one in, in, in the new year. And we're just going to get hit hard a little bit, like with the recession. And then it's going to, and then it'll, it'll be a fast recovery though. Like we're going to go through a little bit of a tough time and we're starting to find some people looking for jobs out there. People are holding off and hiring people right now. Like whoever they have working for them, they're keeping them, but anybody else new, they're holding off. And, and that's what I, I see out there that's happening. And uh, people's wages have gone up which, you know, that happened in the past year, like everybody's wage has gone up. So average income or average wage has uh, increased for everybody. So they're doing well and they're now they're not ready to move, move around yet unless some companies willing to offer. But we will have a small adjustment uh, in the new year. Um, it's going to be very leveled. It will be a buyer's market next year. It is a, it, it is a buyer's market now, but it's going to continue that probably till... I'd say till uh, maybe the end of summer or, or September. And then after that, it, it will be back in action where it's going to be more balanced and uh, housing prices will be strong again and start climbing slowly, but not as fast and rapidly it has in the past 18 months to two years. We've heard several numbers being thrown out by different economists and banks and, and, and whatnot in terms of you know, the uh, the price of a home in certain cities, including here in Hamilton, being down, whether it's 20, 25, whatever the percentage point is, it's it seems rather dark and dreary. But these statistics bear out a very different number because the average price of a home in Hamilton and Burlington, according to the Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington, last month uh, was $854,000 and change, down 6.8% year over year. Uh, you look at that number and you think that's still a very healthy price tag. Yeah, it, it is. It is a strong price tag. I know. And, and uh, I mean, that's a combination of, of the Hamilton, I mean, Burlington prices combined with the Hamilton right. prices. Yeah. That's why it, it's strong that way. But um, like, like what's weeding this out is, is if that, if the house is priced right, they're going to get, they're going to get the dollar. It, it's just that we have so much inventory that's overpriced that is sitting there. I mean, if you would put the average sale price that's for sale right now, it'll, it, it'll be over a million dollars probably, but whatever selling is what the actual real price is. And um, yeah, like I, I, I think there'll be a small more adjustments, but not, it can't be too much more. I, I, it's hard to tell what, where the, the, the market's going to go. Uh, I know the government is trying to slow the inflation and they have done that. I don't know how much more they want to go, but I mean, we're just in that, uh, that, that period, that little period in our course of a lifetime, that's going to get uh, uh, readjusted and then we'll be back on track. But yeah, like, I mean, I, housing prices are still good. People still have a lot of equity in their house. Uh, except for the people that bought uh, early this year. Uh, still looking at the stats, two other things I want to bring up. Uh, you know, the average price of home in Hamilton proper is 790 Yeah, that gets boosted by the, you know, over a million dollars in Burlington. But the average price for a detached home in October was $931,000. Again, you know, those apartment-style uh, dwellings will bring that average number down. But nine thirty-one dollars for a detached home is... Um, 
you know, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. The average price for detached home in October was $854,000 and change. That's down 11% year over year. And uh, Hamilton's apartment style dwellings around $478,000. So that price tag, including the $536,000 price tag average for a house in Hamilton Center or an apartment, um, $536,000 in this market to get in, which would probably be your first kind of home, starter home, that's pretty healthy too as well in terms of, you know, you're looking at the price tag, you're looking at mortgage rates for half a million dollars in this market. It, it is. It's, it's, it seems reasonable. I mean, even though we're looking at, uh, at, at that price, uh, I mean, 10 years ago, if you bought a house for 536,000, you said, wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Now it's, it, it is, it is, it, it, it seems more achievable for young buyers. They're saying, Hey, it looks like it. I know the interest rates are going to be uh, higher, but it does seem like there is hope at the end of the tunnel, and uh, and 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 there's people's wages will help combat, and they'll be able to move into the market and buy something, uh, especially at that number. Now, in saying that, there is still some stress out there. There's a new report that says 69% of Canadians surveyed are stressed out by today's market. How much of the psychiatrist hat do you have to wear when you're dealing with clients? Yeah, there is a lot of stress out there. Um, I know there's a lot of young people out there and they're getting into the market, just getting a job and and they're looking at it like they're getting their first paycheck. They're just getting into the workforce and they're going it's going to be impossible for me to even buy a house. I mean, uh, they love the idea that housing prices are adjusting itself, but they're, they're not sure about the interest rates, but there is, there, there it, it is, it is a definitely, uh, it is stressful. Like, uh, another, like I was reading here, it says, um, you know, a stressor would be a notion that in declining markets, it's difficult to know whether the home you purchased may be worth less or more from today's market. Like everybody's like, you got, uh, people that are selling saying uh, they're, they're, they want to sell because they think it's going to go lower. You got people buying; they're not worth. They're not sure if they're going to. They want to buy now because they think the, the housing market is going to go lower. It, 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 it's just it is it's canny how things are going out there with people's mindset, and uh, it, it's just all over the map. The people that are moving right now are the ones that are saying, "Hey, listen, my goal is to own a house. I'm going to buy a house. I don't care. Let's just do it." And then, uh, and the ones that need to sell, they're selling the ones that need to buy, they're buying all the rest of the people that are sitting around watching the market. They're, they're going to come in and what's going to happen when they come in, they're all going to come in at the same time. And that's, what's going to put a jolt into the market. And you're going to see a lot of houses selling. You can see probably some multiple opera situations happening, but it's just, it, it's a stressful thing. And, and, and there will be that day where things are going to uh, come in. We had a property just recently on the market for three weeks, nothing happening, just sitting there. And then in one, one, one day we get three offers on that one property. So what happened? Something in the marketplace jolted people to say, Hey, you know, let's take a look at this house. Like, like that house was available for three weeks with, uh, that nobody else was looking at, but then all of a sudden one weekend, everybody wants it. So who knows what, like the market just, it, it, if I could read the market, I'd be a, a rich man today. <laughs> <laughs> There's another survey that shows 53% of Canadian mortgage borrowers 
are concerned about the prospect of higher monthly payments at renewal time, 52% of which say they have a plan to deal with that shock. I'm I'm kind of feeling for those who are currently in a fixed rate right now. They've been paying whatever the percentage is, and then all of a sudden their mortgage is up for renewal. That shock is going to be real. It, it is going to be tough. Uh, and this is what got the U.S. the U.S. Uh, homeowners in trouble. The mortgage companies, but the, the mortgage companies were saying, "Hey, get your mortgage here, and uh, and uh, we'll give you two years or whatever, three years at this interest rate." But once the three years is up, your interest rate is going to jump to 8%. Now, they, they under, uh, underinflated the uh, interest rate for the first three years so everybody could afford it, right? But then they had to make up that interest rate. So they, they increased that interest rate so high, and that's what caused the collapse of the housing market in the U.S. It's not going to happen here because, we're, because they're not offering less Meanwhile, uh, while the interest rates are, are, are low, we just happen to be that way. There will be a, a shock uh, for some people. People are pre- prepping for it. Uh, and and uh, it, it is going to be it is going to be tough. I remember when I was in the 90s. I mean, I had interest rates at 12, 13 percent. I was just re- I was just renewing it uh, every um, every year, like a, a, an open yearly mortgage because I knew interest rates were going to come down. Uh, they weren't going to stay up. And, uh, but, but you, I felt it though. I'll tell you your monthly payments, they did make a, a difference. And, and I know a lot of people are going to feel that and they just gotta, they just gotta just, you know, hunker down and just, you know, save their money and, and not spend on uh, money on, on things that they don't need. Just things that I know things that they do need, but not things that they want. If that's what they have to do. There might be a lot of homeowners here in Hamilton. I'm not sure what the number is, but we saw a surge in home buying in 2017. And I would think that most people are in like a five-year term in terms of paying their mortgage. So that would bring them to 2022. So they probably got bit a little bit when they renewed this year. But we also saw surges in 2020, especially during the summer and the fall, and virtually throughout 2021. And for any of those who um, have a five-year term, they're good until 2025, 2026. So they might be able to weather the storm once their mortgage is up for renewal. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, like the ones that did lock in for five years, God bless them. Yeah. They were the smart ones. And, and I wish I did that on some of my properties, but <laughs> I went, I, I went variable. I went variable and I just kind of just went with the, with the variable rate. Yeah. But, uh, but, but obviously, yeah, obviously when the renewal comes in um, for their mortgage, uh, the banks will be like super happy because they, they can make more money on, on the money that they're lending out. But yeah, they just have to, they just have to prep for it. They have to prep for it. But the problem is with people is that they don't prep for it and, and that it becomes tough and they have to get used to it. So the first three months of the renewal, when people renew their mortgage, um, they're, they're, it's going to be a little bit of a shock, but then they'll get used to it and they'll adjust to it and, and they'll adapt to it. But it just, but yeah, like it's, uh, like they know it's coming. You know, when you know when something's coming, but then when it hits, it's like, you're like, whoa, okay. I didn't expect it like to hit that hard, but that's what's going to happen with for a lot of people on the renewals, but they'll, they'll adapt to it. I mean, it's just, it's just a matter. They just got to be a better budgeter. I wish when I renewed my mortgage that there was a 30 year term and (laughs) I could just go with like 1% for 30 years. I would assign that on the dotted line in a hurry, but uh, we're not so lucky. And that's how the banks make their money. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know what? The one thing, the one thing I realized, and I wish I didn't even think about, and I should have, and I should have been smart enough to know, especially being a realtor, is that when the interest rates were at one, one and a half, like. Like if I locked in for five years, it would have been two and a half to three, right? right. And I said, well, why should I pay two and a half, three when I know I'm getting one and a half? Yeah. But, but look, look what happened at, at, at two and a half to 3% at locked in for five years. I'd be laughing all the way at the bank, but guess what? Now the bank is laughing all the way. So <laughs> I, I should have thought of that. And I, and I didn't, I just kept the variable and variable still not too bad. I mean, we're still at a decent interest rate compared to, uh, if you go back 50 to 70 years, mm-hmm. it's, it, we're still pretty average w- what it is. We just got, we just got spoiled with the interest rates, uh, uh in the last couple of years because, uh, because they were so low. So, Hey, you know what? It, 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 this is the rainy day that's coming and we got to make sure we're uh, prepped for it. Well, grab an umbrella because the rain is going to continue to fall, at least for a little while longer. Uh, When we come back, we're going to switch gears and talk about rent control. And uh, we know how rents are in uh, in this city and how expensive it is. Should rent control be reinstituted for those new apartment units? We'll get to that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, you got to get the Golfy team on your side online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. They're on Facebook and TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You can also get an instant home estimate online at golfyhomevalue.com. That website address again, www.golfyhomevalue.com. Let's uh, get into the rents control debate. We know that uh, apartment units built, I think it's November 2018, anything built new after that, uh, there's no rent control in place. Landlords can boot people out as they have, renovate it or not, just give a flashy uh, paint job and uh, re-rent it at a higher rate. Should rent control be reinstituted for new apartment units? They will have even a worse problem with the uh, housing, uh, rental housing in, in Ontario. The reason why they brought this in because developers were not building any apartment buildings. And so they went with uh, 30, maybe even 40 years, even longer than that, 40 years of no developer wanting to build apartment buildings because of the rent control. They brought this rent control in, I think in the 70s, I'm not sure, seven. and, and what happened was developers said, well, you're bringing rent control in, 
we're not building any more apartment mm-hmm. buildings. We'll build other stuff. And for and during that 40-year period, there was such a shortage. So they said, hey, guys, if you build them, we won't put rent control under them. So you guys are, are a, a, free, a free bird to do whatever you want with your uh, rent on those houses. Well, right now, uh, yes, renters are experiencing uh, problems with their landlords because landlords are putting the rent to the market value. Uh, of of the buildings and and they're and the renters are having a hard time, especially the way rents are going up now. Now the renters are saying, why don't we just bring the rent control back into effect? Well, if they do that, guess what? All those developers right now that have permits and ready to build apartment buildings, you're going to see those back right off. So and and it will drive the housing market, uh, rental market up. So until we build enough rental units in the marketplace. Those guys that are exempt from uh, uh, from the rent control, they'll have to bring their rents down to get people to fill them in. But we just need to keep building as many apartments as possible to drive the rents down. That's the only way it's going to happen. And and, if, and it, it will happen because uh, I know so many people, uh, developers right now are building rent, rent uh, unit, rental units right now because of that. But once there's an abundance of it, it's going to control. But right now we're in that transition period where we have to suffer. The renters are going to suffer from it. But if you're a renter, listen, if, if the unit was built after November 15th of two, 2018, don't rent it. Go into an older building and you will not be subject to heavy rent, rent increases. But if you go into a newer building, that landlord can do whatever he wants with the rent. He can increase it by 300, uh, 300 uh, a year, whatever he wants. I mean, he doesn't want to lose a tenant, but he's going to raise the rent to to the point where um, that uh, uh, it's an affordable uh, affordable and what the market rent is. So if you want to avoid that uh, rent increase, go into a building that is um, built before November of 2018. Does this rule also apply, Rob? I'm not even sure if you know this or not. If someone were to rent out their basement and the home was built prior to 2018, is rent control off the table or is rent control in place? You know what? That's, that's where I was trying to read about that. And uh, I, I, I think it could be because it is a new house. I know condos, it, it, it works for condos. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a, a, a rent, the condo was built after 2018, November, 2018. But it, I, I, I'm not sure about the basement apartment. I think it might be still in effect uh, as a new a new uh, place, yeah. but uh, I'd have to double check on that. Yeah, I'm interested about that. I'm not sure how that would work, but yeah. I, I, I get what you're what you're saying in terms of you know if we brought in rent control and there would be no more supply, that's going to have effect on the supply, which has an effect on the price. Absolutely. Right now, with the Ford government introducing that you could put a, a, a rental unit in your basement uh, because they're trying to they're trying to help the the rental market mm, right. and and the housing market. Um, I, I I'm I'm assuming if it's if it's a house that's built after 2017, um, I mean 2018, um, that it it applies for that too because it's 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 because they're trying to they're trying to create more. Of rental units, more apartments, more housing, because they're bringing in 4 million people in the next, I don't know how many, uh, two, three years. And uh, they need, they need housing. And that's why 
the board government saying, listen, you can triplex and we're going to make it easy for you to put another uh, unit in your uh, house because we need it. And, and if everybody's on board with it, we'll be able to, uh, you know, manage this housing crisis that we're in. Yeah. Interesting times ahead for sure. When we come back, we are going to bring you the list of the hottest real estate markets in Canada. We'll whet your appetite when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one more go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Joining me today is Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. They're the number one Remax team in Canada, and you got to call them today if you want to buy or sell a home in this uh, wild and wacky market. 905 575 7700 is the number to call. That's 905 575 7700. The hottest listings in town are on robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I. Com and follow the Golfy team on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. The hottest real estate markets in Canada right now. We have a top 10 list, and uh, many of them, would, probably not a surprise, are out in the East Coast. We know a lot, of, a lot of Ontarians have moved out to the East Coast, but let's go 10 through 1. And I was surprised to see number 10, and this just might be the price point, but also the beauty of this area, Sault Ste. Marie at number 10 with a benchmark price of $291,000. That sounds like a steal. It, it, that's a great deal. Like, I mean, I, I was surprised at how much that was, but obviously it's way up North. There's less population. Yeah. And uh, so there you go. 291.5. That's not, that's not bad. Yeah. It'd be a great place to retire. Oh, beautiful. Or, or just get a cottage. I mean, a little out of the way, but yeah. nice, yeah. nice area. Yeah. Number nine on the list of the hottest real estate markets in Canada right now, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia at $188,000. That is that sounds like a a knockdown house here in Hamilton, but it is a, it's a nice house in Cape Breton. Yeah, yeah, no care. You, I don't even know if you can get a garage here in Hamilton for one one hundred eighty eight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but but I'll tell you, I know so many pe- people that moved out to uh, the East Coast, Nova Scotia, yeah. and um, it, you know, just because of the affordability. And, uh, you know, especially with people working out of their homes now uh, more than ever before. Um, yeah, we're seeing a lot of people cashing out here in Ontario and going to the east uh, to the east coast there. This is an interesting one. Alberta West, which would be like the Slave Lake area around the Rocky Mountains. Um, average house price, $424,000. Certainly some scenic views, maybe a, a retirement destination. I'm not sure, uh, you know, uh, job-wise or, or work-wise, other than the oil and gas industry, what you would be doing in Alberta West. But that's at number eight. Number seven, have you ever wanted to live in Yukon? Because the average price there is $541,000. Now, the tricky thing about the Yukon is that everything costs a lot more up there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have to bring everything. Isn't, isn't, uh, don't they have like the ice roads up there that it's 
like it's, oh, yeah. it's uh, and, and summer. They, yeah, they summertime. Fly, they fly in like blown in. They keep, yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean, you got ten months of winter there, don't you? Like, I, I don't know <laughs> if I would want to live up there, but but uh, but look at it. But look at the average price, five forty one. Maybe it takes forever to build a house in the wintertime there. Yeah. They only got two months to build. But uh, yeah, but I found that was pretty uh, pretty high for Yukon Territory. Absolutely. That's what I thought. Uh, number six, we go back to the East Coast in New Brunswick, the Fredericton area, $290,000. And not far behind is uh, Highland, Nova Scotia, at number five, with an average price of uh, $220,000. South Shore in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia getting a lot of love here. A benchmark price of two hundred eighty-four. The top three, Greater Moncton, New Brunswick. Uh, you're looking at a price tag of about $321,000. I've heard about a lot of people moving to Moncton, New Brunswick. Wow, yeah, it's not bad. Like out of out of like the ten, seven of them are the East Coast, and most of them in uh, like Nova, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. But look at that, eh? That's not a not a bad deal. Yeah. Not a bad deal. Number two in the hottest real estate markets in Canada right now, Northern Nova Scotia, the Sunrise Trail area, two hundred sixteen thousand dollars. And number one is Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. They have a benchmark price out there of $212,000. It sounds like all uh, every Canadian wants to move to the East Coast all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. Especially when you look at those prices. uh, Oh, absolutely. Like $200,000 for an average sale price and move into an area. And especially the people that were... Uh, born and raised there and they came to Ontario because of jobs and, and, and everything else. Yeah. And now they're looking at moving back and everybody has a tendency of moving back to where they, they were ra- born and raised from. And there a lot of them are going back and they're, and they're either working out there or going, finding a job in their field. It's like nurses, we're finding nurses are going back uh, out towards uh, the East coast and looking for a job. And, and they're, they're looking forward to it. They're, they're, they want to get out of the rat race in Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, Ontario, you know, it just, just this pandemic kind of shifted and, and made everybody change their direction of life. It's crazy how people are moving across the country now and Canadians were mostly, they love staying where they were. And, uh, and, and then, but now everybody's packing up and going in different directions and, (laughs) and Americans usually do that, but Canadians, they like to, you know, stay close to where their families are. Like, you know, if you're in the, in the golden horseshoe, people work in Toronto, that's not bad. If you're an hour to two hours away from, from your home base, but now people are moving provinces right across uh, Canada. It's kind of funny. Alberta wants everyone from Ontario to move there and we're all going to the East coast. (laughs) We're going the opposite direction. Hey, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to The Golfy Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.